the volume. All right, welcome into another episode of Sports Gambling with Moneyline Monaco. Alex Monaco joining you live on Amp Volume Sports, wherever you get your pods, YouTube, etc. Monday Night Football, historically riveting matchup. Green Bay Packers on the road at Las Vegas against the Raiders. For a single man like myself, just trying to find some love on the strip, baby. Don't call it a B-minus dad pun. But before we dive in, to Monday night, your boy went five and one. Five and one on week five best bets, three and one over the weekend on the volume pod. Got to take a quick second to take a little virtual bow since we get crushed when we lose and we don't get our flowers that much in betting when we win. But just quick analysis, you know, a couple of spots I loved. We played the Steelers with the four and a half. Got some good beat lucks there. Lamar throws a pick. Odell looks like he should be hanging with his kids. Hang it up, bud. And then you look at the under in that game, and it is pretty much a lock. Uh, those two teams going against each other. I think the number closed at 38 and a half. You just have to plug the schnoz, take the under. You know those AFC North games are one-off built diff. Company culture is going to come. Defensive intensity in the trenches is going to come. And it just showed up and showed out. Probably the easiest bet on the board was Steelers-Ravens under. I told you this. We got crushed on it the week before, but I could not bail on the Bengals. I loved Burrow's temperament all week. In the interviews, on the field, he just said, look, we're in a rough spot, and we'd rather go on the road than at home and get booed. And look at Jamar Chase. I'm open. I'm always effing open. I tweeted it. Follow me, Alex Monaco. I said a two TD game was coming. We ate like Uber Eats steak out eight. And he had three touchdowns. All that to say, sometimes in betting, you got to look ahead to look back. That was a six, six and a half point line before the Bengals got routed in Tennessee. It got all the way bought down to two and a half. To me, a Chris Mika gift. In week five, you won't see an easier bet looking back on the board than the Bengals routing sun up the sun down the Cardinals. Um, we also had the Colts. Thank you, Tennessee Titans fans, for not tweeting me two weeks in a row. Came from my jugular. Told you you're mid, you're mediocre at best, and they are. Tennessee's got a great fan base, great town. Blow it up. You don't have an offensive line. You have a 500 career quarterback, and Vrabel can only do so much. That was an easy dub as well, even with Minshew coming in. And just a great wrap-it-up week, and we end on a nice 5-1 and one slate. We did have a couple of live bets in there, but the last cash on the best bets board was the San Francisco 49ers. And we didn't love the number, the hook, the Dustin Hoffman hook, as I call it. All that to say, we said it was going to be about in the trenches, physicality, Doing what the Niners do best, which is just set the tempo by running the ball. Beautiful play calling and approach by Shanahan, a four-piece, four-tutty, no-mistake game for Purdy. Put some respect on his name. Stop calling him Mac Jones, okay? The guy is going to have his own Kelsey Amazon documentary by the end of the season. He keeps it up. Beautiful. He's Rajon Rondo on the Celtics. He's putting Ray Allen, Garnett, and Pierce in positions to succeed. I told that to you to a T last week. And Dak, look, 
they cannot get past the San Francisco team. We could do all we want this year in the media. It's the Eagles and the Niners. And I have a hard time believing that my Cowboys to come out of the NFC ticket's going to come to fruition. All that to say, beautiful slate, beautiful W's, but in betting, it's all about what we do next. So let's dive in here. Monday Night Football, big time line movement here. Packers plus two and a half. And you look back just a couple days ago, this was down to a pick em. Even saw the Packers, they, excuse me, favored at minus one, I believe, at a certain spot in the line progression throughout the week. Over-unders 46 and a half. So if you like the Packers or plus 110 on the DK money line, you like the Raiders or minus 130. This is a game, these primetime games have been pretty good last week, not so much, but we are off a hot streak Sunday. So we're going to try to ride the hot hand at the Danny Ocean table. And I look at the storyline here. We did take the Lions. It's been a long time. You know, these teams that play Thursday night all the way to Monday, that's the longest break you can get. You have to love the rest for a Packers team that's been banged up on the offensive line, banged up in the secondary, even banged up with their running backs. Aaron Jones has not been healthy to start the season. So big time rest here as the Packers come to town. And we are looking for love on the strip, baby. And Jimmy G out of concussion protocol, O'Connell out back in and he was pretty serviceable all things considered last week couple of bright spots for the Raiders in that L they did lose against the spread they now fall to one and three and they come into this game in a must-win spot but you know the first storyline before we get into the keys of the game that I look at is what is the temperature in the room with these two teams because all I've seen is quotes on a magnet from the two biggest stars of the offense, Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs being snubbed, being completely underutilized for a guy that led all running backs in scrimmage yards last year. And and DA is humming as always. We'll talk him out in the prop shop at the end. But my goodness, he's not liking the one and three start. And I got to be honest, and I have to remind you, on the storyline standpoint, Rick Passaccia, if you don't remember Rick Passaccia, this is a certified leader of men that got snubbed by a B-minus upper management with the Raiders. This man came in during that Gruden debacle. Interim coach kept this team not only on the rails, on the tracks. They made it to the playoffs with Rick Passaccia against the Bengals. Almost stole one. Covered the spread, by the way. I remember the game. And then they just dropped him like a pack of Skittles. Like he was nothing. Like they got to go get a name because they're in Vegas. We'll go ahead and get the biggest under six foot man who's not a leader of men I've ever seen. Josh McDaniels, I've been saying it for years, for years. He looks like a coordinator. He acts like a coordinator. I've yet to see him crush a press conference. You start to look at some of these adults in the room that run teams. Dan Campbell, Mike Tomlin. We can keep going. Josh McDaniels with his little visor just looks like a guy that should stick to his play calling and get out of the way of the adults. And when this team infrastructure-wise is not gelling, and they ain't right now, this is not a guy you want to have in your corner trying to go in and give a little Pacino any given Sunday rah-rah speech because he doesn't got it in him. 
So you look at this Raiders team. Let's really, really set the table. Put your napkin in your lap, please, because I got time. The Raiders have put up 18 points or less in all four games to start the season. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is Josh McDaniels an offensive coordinator? Once upon a Tinseltown time, I believe he I believe he was. I believe his sole existence on the Patriots was to call plays. He has Jimmy G. He has assets on offense. They still can't move the ball. They're 25th in this league. In this league on yardage per game on now now this is this should shock you. On the overall points per game. Okay? Who's at the bottom of the league? His acts, the Patriots. Then it's the Giants. Then it's the Raiders. So you want to back the Raiders tonight? And I know it's a week-to-week league, but we're getting extra prep with a team, infrastructure-wise, night and day, trending towards a healthy relationship. The Raiders are trending towards their third divorce in Orange County before I can even turn another year old. All that to say... They're moving the rock. They're not putting it in the end zone. The Raiders are the 5'8 dude in the friend zone. Why are you going on date after date after date? She's not into you. 15.5 points per game. Here's the other thing. As we get into the keys to the game, I already love infrastructure-wise, one team not letting quotes in the locker room that should stay in the locker room. Get out. Let's start there. I mean, you start to see... Some of these teams, this is an emotional look. We're playing modern day war, fair, gladiator type, a gladiator type sport. These dudes, when they're putting their bodies and their livelihoods on the line and they're not feeling like their coach or their staff is meeting them halfway and it gets out, it ain't good and it can go real bad real quick. This Raiders team gets blown out tonight and I don't think they'll get blown out. I do think they'll lose. It's going to be ugly. It's going to be ugly. For the Jim Carrey bowl cut, I'm just saying, you know who I'm talking about. So 15.5 points per game, the 26th in overall yards, and they're the second worst team in the league in turnover differential as we get into it. So a team that has also given up defensively, 28 per in weeks two through four, let's take out the lackluster Bronco team, given up damn near 375 yards per game, has to go against a love offense that, believe it or not, isn't really moving the rock possession by possession, but they're putting it in the end zone at 25 points per game. If I were to tell you a month through the season that the Chiefs' Patrick Mahomes offense is less than a point per game difference with a Jordan Love led Packers offense. You would take that in Green Bay on a turnover year seven ways since Sunday. So we got far and away as we look at the plate a better infrastructure. You look at this defense on both sides. Both teams kind of mirror each other pretty well. They're actually two serviceable pass defenses. And they're two very soft run defenses. Packers give up 155. That's where, if there's going to be a point of attack on the offense for the Raiders, it's going to be in the run game. And Josh Jacobs has not looked great, although I do like him tonight to back him on the prop board. The Raiders have given up 134 on the ground. The one thing that's actually ironic to sit here and think about as the turnover from A-Raj to Love happened, that you would think with a pro bowler and Aaron Jones, with a, with a top 10 PFF preseason ranked offensive line, banged up, albeit, 
and A.J. Dillon as a one-two pace back, that you would be imposing your will physically on this Green Bay offense, trying to run to set up easy spots for Jordan Love. It's kind of what you saw in the preseason. Not really the case. You kind of seen through the month here, Jordan Love have to play in a, a game where he's playing hero ball down three scores against the Saints, where they're actually up against Atlanta having to play ahead in a unique spot. Uh, otherwise, 10-6, I believe, off the Dome halftime game week one against the Bears. Then they 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 un, unbutton the top button, so to speak, let it go. In. But all that to say, Jordan Love, eight tugs, three interceptions, has exceeded expectations. Now, if you have rocked with me week to week, you haven't seen me be very high on the Packers. I haven't. I've faded them a couple of times. But I just more so am looking at this Raiders team. And sometimes in betting, you have to say, who can I sleep at night? knowing I backed even if they lost. I made the mistake, and Seahawks fans still coming for my potato chips on the beach, and that's fine. But I took the Giants at home last week and was scorched because I thought Monday Night Football, saving their season, they'd get up for it. Similar thinking here. I bring that up, not to tell you I was wrong last Monday, just to tell you how I'm looking at this game differently. And the second reason, in addition to just the company culture and and the overall energy, the Yumean Dupree Spicoli vibes in Green Bay are better coming in, even off a loss. You stick to the fundamentals and you win the turnover battle, which is under that fundamental umbrella. You have to feel pretty good. I mean, the Packers are plus in the turnover differential. As I remember, as I remind you, the Raiders are minus nine. Seven interceptions, three fumbles on offense. And the Raiders' defense has turned the ball over once. One interception. So, yes, Max Crosby can get around on, on a Bakhtiari-less offensive line, the corner, and and maybe make it uncomfortable for Love. Sure. But you look at the Packers' offense, you go back, and LaFleur, again, offensive mind, has put Love, for the most part, in positions to succeed. And I look at the Raiders... And it's almost like, when are they going to implode in the game? When are they going to implode? Jimmy G, I, I, I often look at this. Where's the fit in a month? Take out the idea of synergy in New England of McDaniels and Jimmy G working together and knowing each other. Take that out. Is this a good fit? I mean, we joke a single dude with no wedding ring in Vegas ain't a good storyboard to start with. Secondarily, though, it doesn't look like a team that Jimmy G is going to flourish with. Jimmy G would flourish with a team like the Jets, where he just has to come in and put up three scores a game, and they can win with the defense giving up 20 or less. Jimmy G goes to a New England, back to a New England, and he wins 9-10 games. Jimmy G on the Raiders with a mediocre to bottom third defense that cannot stop the run, that cannot stop the scoring, and cannot get out of their own way, it's not set up for 1-0 to come in and be what he's been in the past. Jimmy G has been coddled. Jimmy G's like a kid who's been rich his whole life, good-looking his whole life, private school his whole life, training with coaches his whole life. Now he has to go out and put it all together on his own. Well, sorry, he, he got lunch, dinner, 
and breakfast made for him his entire life on a silver spoon. No, no knock to his college approach. I know he came out, out of the trenches there, but you know what I mean? In the NFL state of the, all things, <laughs> dudes with Belichick and Shanahan, with Brady. I mean, come on, come on. Who are we kidding? So Jimmy G has to go out and win tonight against, I'll say, a better defense than the Raiders. And with Jair Alexander starting to get healthier, we'll see where Gary's at. This defense can set up a solid pasty game plan to settle the run as we talk out some props here. Some props you absolutely have to consider. On the Packers side, Aaron Jones at 49 and a half. Okay, I went and looked. He's gone over this number seven times. If he just gets the looks, he just has to get the looks. Raiders giving up damn near 140. He, this is criminally low, but he's not healthy. So I'm nervous to tell you to hammer it, but I would keep an eye out for Aaron Jones all the way up until game time. Read some reports, uh, Schefter, a rap report. Or is he going to be on a pitch count? If he's not on a pitch count, I have to love that. Also, 16 and a half receiving yards for a guy who did have a four target first week to the season against the Bears with that 51 yard long tug. We remember that's one catch. Again, this is a, this is a probably riled up front seven. Max Crosby, if he gets to the quarterback, that's quick dump downs. That's quick checkouts, check downs, whatever you want to slice it up as from a Jordan Love pocket perspective, m- trying to make fundamental decisions. All that to say, he could be checking down a few times, 16 and a half receiving for a guy that could end up catching four or five balls tonight. I think has to at least be on your radar. And this is a Devontae Adams revenge game. We didn't talk about it much, but you have to pencil him in. Now, 33 passes, 397 yards, three tugs in four games to start the season. He sits at 77 and a half. I do like the over. I don't love it in the sense that it is Alexander going to be locking him. Top five cover corner, in my humble opinion. It's going to be, again, going against what the Packers do best. They're past deep, much better than their run deep. So I would actually lean Devontae Adams to catch a touchdown more than to go over 77 and a half. Now he could fly by that number. It's DA. But I think they're going to really, I mean, these revenge games, I talk about this as I get in the NBA teams against their ex, you want to back. I don't really back them on a PRA side of thing. I back them on points. They want to score and impose their will in the NBA. You know, the wide receiver the Diva wide receiver is the closest thing to the NBA superstar we have. I, on that thought, minus 120 on DraftKings, I, I would be inking Devontae Adams to score a touchdown. And last but not least on the Raiders side, Josh Jacobs, he's at 22 and a half receiving yards. He had 11 targets last week. Now, that was O'Connell, completely different game plan. Rookie quarterback's going to check down all day. But 11 targets, 8 receptions, 81 yards can't be ignored. I imagine that was briefed over in the film room. 22 and a half. Think about it. And then Josh Jacobs on the rushing prop side of things. I mean, this is a Packers D that is so soft. It's like they grew up with me in San Diego. So you look at last week and the week prior, 58 and 62 yards respectively. And he's sitting right now at 73 and a half. It's a decent number for what he hasn't done this year. I do think he can get past that. I actually believe rushing and receiving yards combination, which will pop up as the day progresses for Josh Jacobs could be the most appetizing one. And last, last, but not least, 
Romeo Dobbs, let's let's start really taking this guy seriously as maybe Jordan Love's favorite target. You start looking at the target list, the receptions, the output through the first month of the season. Again, Christian's been banged up. It's been a banged up offense. So Reed's come on, this rookie, but 13 targets and 12 targets, 25 targets in the last two weeks for 87. I mean, what are we doing here? 95 and 73, that 14 receptions, 25 targets, gone over 70 plus last two weeks. He's sitting at 46 and a half. I know the Raiders got a decent pasty, but come on, what are we doing? We're not taking this. We have to take this. We have to take Dobbs over 46 and a half. Look out for Jordan Love to run, by the way. Again, a leak, a leaky Raiders D. He's at 15 and a half. He actually ran the ball better against a Saints D than he did the week prior against the Lions. He, he had an off game running. I think this could be, you know, this could be a night where he takes off. He could get that stefferlessly. 15 and a half. I think I'm going to have myself a winning same game parlay by the end of it. So we're out of here again. This is a Rick Passaccia revenge game. Debunking the Devontae Adams revenge game. Stick to the fundamentals. Let the Raiders implode. They will. Turn the ball over. They will. And just let the Packers play, speak for themselves. Let the Packers belief in each other show it. It's going to happen. I do like the Packers on the money line. They're giving us two and a half. We'll take that all day. Don't forget to hug your mothers. Big day. Five and one yesterday. Come on. The Volume.